I think I've gotten my first bug bite. No. You have said this before. No, I And you're just No, when, so full of shit. When have I when have I had a bug bite before? No, I you challenge have said before you. you have said before on the podcast, I believe, that you have that you believe that you believe that you have never gotten a bug bite. I have not. Until until maybe this weekend. Um, well, congratulations. Welcome to society. Welcome to normalcy. Well, it's not that I... Okay, let me rephrase. I don't think it's not that I don't get them. I think I don't react to them, generally. Mm-hmm. But I think this time I did. Um, so Saturday, I th- I thought my friend and I were going to go to this forest preserve and just sit down and look at nature. And that is sure. super not what happened. I was hiking mm-hmm. very intensely all day long. Uh, hmm. uh, I walked through fields. I went in a nope. I went in a cave. Nope. I my shoes got wet. Oh, I did not know. And I did. And I like I just wore like normal sneakers, like because I did not know. I wore my white Converse. They are no. ter- not r- white. Ashta. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Um, but it was cool because I went to a forest preserve and the, and there's these things called the dells. I don't know what the, I don't know know exactly, but there's a thing. So we're down there. It's where the farmer lives. The dells. Yeah, the farmer in the dells. Is this a story that I don't know? The farmer in the dell. The farmer <laughs> in the dell. Hi, oh the dairy, oh, the farmer in the dell. That's real. I'm, my mind is blown. I don't think I thought that that's how it went, but maybe you're right. I'm like no, I don't not a hundred percent confident, but like I feel I feel good about it. Well, I think it's where there's water underneath, like a rock that mm-hmm. overhangs or something. But anyway, so it was my first time, and there were kids everywhere, and this kid fell out of a tree. And how to get, like, airlifted out of there. And, like, at the same time... So I'm, like, overwhelmed. I'm like, I didn't think I was hiking today. There's a lot going on. And then, as this is happening, two moms can't find their children. No. No, I swear to God. So, like, there's 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 phone calls and, and like, people are screaming and... Nature is so stressful. Oh, my God. I was... I, I cried at one point. <laughs> My friend was like, are you okay? And I'm like, there's just a lot going on. And I thought... It sounds like that's... I thought we were just sitting under a tree. Because <laughs> like, I, I can stare at a tree for a long time. And I'll be mm. just fine. Um, But yeah, terrifying. I'd be terrified if I was a parent and I lost my kid in nature like that. Like, That's, that's the top ten worst... One of the top ten worst places to lose your child. Especially because yeah. there's no like there's no like kindly people in the in the nature to save your child. Like it is just trees and bears. Yeah, right. In some places, I don't, I don't know if I was near bears, but there was something. You were near bears. I'm, you know, maybe you're right. 
Um, that's a that's a statistic. You are always much closer to bears than you think you are. Did you statistically speaking, you are much closer right now to a bear than you think you are. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know you're always six feet away from a spider? Uh, in New York, you're like always like four feet away from a rat. <laughs> Ew, I don't know. That, that's uh. Ugh. <gasps> speaking of nature, so. Uh, my parents came to visit, right? Cute. And uh, they don't do nature, and I don't do nature, and we don't do nature. We went out to dinner. Great night. Everything's going great. You know, like, stellar night. Walking, They're walking me and Teresa back to the apartment. Cool. Everything's awesome. Walking. Walking, walk, walk, walk. All right, goodbye. We'll see you soon. From the sky, from out of nowhere, a bug the size of, like, a fucking dollar bill lands on Teresa's head. She lost it. She yeah. was not happy about it. What the fuck was it? It was like a big old cockroach. Nope. It was it was huge and that that's that's why nature should be stopped before it gets too far. And you guys are in the city, so like that's really mm-hmm. saying something. Um mm-hmm. there's a, there's too much nature even in the city. We need to bottle it up and contain it before it spreads. I don't mind it. I just want it not touching me. I'll look at it. Mm. I'll sit on a rock. I <laughs> I really like I really like the nature that like you have to go inside to see. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like uh like a in zoo? Sh- well, look. Yeah, in Charlotte there used to be this thing called the Discovery Center and there was like the rainforest and like you walked in and like there was a path and like you know every once in a while like one of those uh vegetable sprayers would go off like they have at the grocery store and you'd be like ooh the ra- like the rainforest cafe essentially right like that's that's the level of nature i'm ready for see and even that can be too much for me because when i was in college we went to this place in san francisco same idea like some indoor science thing and uh i really i really don't do things with wings like i super don't do things with wings and there was mm. there was a butterfly room and my friends made me go in, and I was like, this is literally my worst fear. Butterflies? Ever re- yeah, they have wings. They do, but they're butterflies. Right. They're like but the standard at which you hold other things against to determine whether things are violent. I think the only winged thing I've ever loved, and this just shows how from California I am, is I'm obsessed with fireflies. <laughs> mm. Like, I, those are the only bug that I'll catch. You're like, you know how people catch bugs? Yeah, well, well, not no, us, yes. not us, Jason. Yeah. But there are a lot of people out there that just like catch bugs. In seventh grade, we had a whole project where all it was was catching bugs and sticking them with a pin against a, a thing of styrofoam. Like that was the project. Mm. I practically failed it. Nope. Uh, yeah, not about it. No, and in hindsight, I'm like shocked I passed biology when we dissected a frog or whatever. Like. I will say that there have been movies and even books I've read about, like, escaping into nature and kind of, like, you know, returning to nature. And, like, I I like that idea of just kind of, like, you know, throwing away my identity and, like, going into the wilderness and, like, becoming some, some whatever I want to be, something else, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's half half goals. Half what? Like, goals. Like, to some extent, Goals. You know, when people are like, oh, yeah. Oh, like people say squad. Right. And like hashtag, ugh, goals. Like. Hashtag what goals? Just goals. No, I don't know. 
Honest, honestly, like not a bit. Like I don't really understand what you're saying. You're saying you want to live basically off the grid a little bit. And I'm saying that's like half goals. Like, like, yeah, like not the whole way to that extent, but the, the direction you're going in, I say yes. So you're saying, like, I don't mean to, to, to belabor the subject, but what you're saying is, like, you partially agree with my statement? I, I don't want to, like, for me personally, I do not want to go completely off the grid. I want to go, like, halfway off the grid. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. So, like, you want to stay in the apartment but, like, shut off your phone now and again. Or have a nice herb garden out my window. Something... Something mm, like mm-hmm. this, but like, but like, you'll you'll like take you'll Snapchat it. Well, duh. <laughs> is that not most? Is that not all of the Snapchats you get from me? Is like, look at what I made. Yeah, it's just like, look, I'm I'm churning butter. Look at me, I made the butter. Did. Is dope. What do you you made butter? Yeah. Oh my. Did God. I not send that to you? you? You're. No, you didn't. Oh, I oh maybe that's what I wanted to tell you. I made butter. I made it in a mason jar. We'll totally do it when I come over. Um, you just need heavy cream and a mason jar and 20 minutes of time. And voila, you got butter. You'll get carpal tunnel, but you'll also have butter. Yeah, and delicious butter at that. Um, mm. You thought you were joking. I did think I was joking. You, you just fascinate me. <laughs> You're 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 just Thank a you. mystical thing. I also would like to say that I was setting up a segue which we've passed a long time ago now. And it was a good one and I was proud of it. Right. But it was I think it was too smooth cuz you didn't pick up on it. So I'm just going to say it again and see what happens. Okay. I think there's something nice about the idea of like going out into nature and like throwing out your identity and you can just like make yourself whoever you want to be, you know? Yeah, man. Those are definitely some of my goals. <laughs> Speaking of, of goals, goals reminds me of soccer, which reminds me of football, which is what they say in Europe, which is where the main character from this week's documentary is from. Oh, my God. Specifically, I was going to say Barcelona, but it's not. It's some other place in Spain. It was Spain. Uh, he's from all over. I mean, who knows where he's really from? But yeah, it was in Spain. Yeah, so what did we watch? Yeah, so we watched this documentary called The Imposter, which is the story of a man, Frederick Bourdain, who uh, who steals the identity uh, and the life, essentially, of a 14-year-old boy from Texas. And I, I've seen this before. I've seen it a couple times now. I love it. It's I I I I love this documentary. I looked forward to watching it, and I just love it. And you're there for those who can't see. Emily is like nodding in agreement. She could not agree more. Hashtag goals. Oh, I hate that you used that against me. Um, I don't know if it was my state of mind, but I did not jump on the enthusiastic train with you i'm so sorry you this documentary was practically made for you emily toby let me tell you it is 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give your give your reasons. Give yeah, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. All right. First of all, right off the bat, I hated the main guy. What was his name? Frederick. Uh, maybe Dan, maybe his name is Frederick. Um, I don't know. The, watching that family deal with losing a child and then maybe getting them back just tore me apart so much Mm. i was like that Mm -hmm. i would i would fucking murder people like that makes me so upset because that interesting choice of words there well that's how i feel about it i know it was interesting we'll get there that was interesting a little bit so the whole time i was like all right this guy's a dick because he's putting this family through this uh uh journey that their kid was lost and now their kid is found and I don't know, when you've gone through that kind of grief and then you think it's over, but it's really not, I just think that's horrible and no one should have to go through that. So that, like, he pissed me off right away. But then the rest of it... Yeah, yeah, he's a manipulative piece of shit. Why is that shocking to anybody? Okay, but it's not so much... For me, what's interesting isn't so much, like, his ability to manipulate. It's everyone else's, like, inability to, to, like see it you know what i mean like the the, this guy has a heavy french accent just shows up in texas like hey i'm from texas i'm 14 he's also 23 he doesn't look at all like a 14 year old no like he doesn't the the person he's impersonating had blue eyes he has brown eyes the person he was impersonating was blonde he has brown hair like what the fuck people I mean, that too. I mean, and I felt, again, I felt bad for the family because I think you want to, like, cling on to the idea that, like, that your your brother or your son is, like, still alive and, like, oh, he went through some horrible sex ring stuff, but he's okay and he's fine. And, like, and then he's not. Like, that would be horrible. But I think you'd want to think that that's possible. So you think that they were so desperate to see him again that they were ready to believe anything? Sure. I mean... I mean, yeah, there were a lot of obvious things of how this guy was so not Nicholas. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. But don't you think you would want to try and justify, like, oh, well, they've been through a hard time. Oh, well, like, they've been brainwashed or they feel like he's been raped and he's been held captive. Like, those things would absolutely take a toll on you. So I feel like maybe they would want to try and see around some obvious truths. Who's they in this situation? Who are you talking? What the is fam- this face? The family. What are you talking about? No, I'm seeing what you think. Right, that they would, that they would, that they would give, they would give leeway, kind of. But I guess my, what I'm thinking is like, you know, we watched um, the one that jumps to mind, but I think it's happened in a couple documentaries. Is the John Bonet one, right? Where like we know that it's a normal thing to have like people come forward and be, uh, and falsely admit to things. And I know this isn't exactly that, but like. The authorities always check those people out because even if someone says something, like, people lie and people aren't truthful. And this seems like such an easy, easy case for the authorities to be like, yo, you're not this kid. Yeah. At every step of the way. No, I agree. I mean, the stunt he pulled off is insane. I mean, the fact he made it as far as he did. Because how long? I couldn't really keep track of time super well. But how long did he live with the f- the family before things got really weird? 
I actually, I honestly don't know. Because I think you're right. I think it didn't do a great job of, of keeping track of how long things were. But it seemed like it was at least weeks, if not months. I mean, like, he made a girlfriend and stuff. Like, he went back to school. Like, yeah. He seemed really, like, back in the swing of life. Um, the other thing, and this is, uh, this is not to blame anybody, because I don't know how they would do it differently, but, like, from the get-go, you can tell the tone of the family is very somber, and that this did not end well, and so I think that takes some of the mystery out of it a little bit, not to say that they needed to be cheerful, I mean, at the end of the day, Nicholas is still missing, and this guy totally conned them, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. In, I felt like it just, like, you knew from the start how it was going to end, kind of. What did you think of it, like, stylistically? Beautiful. That, that, right, okay. Yeah, no, that was cool. I actually read a review, and someone compared it to another documentary, uh, but with the uh, stylistic flair of Man on Wire. And I was like, sure, I see that. Like, yeah, very definitely. similar with the I, dramatization and whatnot. It also, there was a lot of moments that were done, like, I wonder what else this uh, this filmmaker has done, and if they've done any, like, narrative stuff, or, you know, like, um, fictional stuff, because there was a lot of, like, kind of well-played twists that I thought uh, seemed almost like a, like, almost like a memento-style, like, Christopher Nolan thing going on like the one that comes to mind is we keep hearing this phone call this 911 phone call and then at some point during the documentary we like flash back to it and see oh all that time like frederick was the one making the 911 phone call and like we hadn't known that and we learn it i don't know i think that's all cool no the the style of it um was cool and i liked that when they were interviewing him it was um very dead on it was very much it framed his face like i don't even know if i can tell you what he was wearing because i feel like it was like pretty much in his face which was cool especially when you're talking to someone who is so manipulative like you want to get every ounce you can out of their face (laughs) you know like that's gonna tell you so much um when you're talking to them so i thought that that was very cool um and he was well. I, what? Yeah. I was. He's, no, no, he go, was go, a, go. He was a good storyteller. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah. Well, he was compelling. Which kind of like fits his whole like M. you know o. character. You know, yeah. His mo is like yeah. Of course, he's a good storyteller. And you almost wonder like, not almost wonder. It made me wonder how much of it was true because like a lot of that, the only source they could have was him. So like. For example, there's a the, one of the big moments in it that I was like, huh, like that seems not probable. Was so the way he gets to America in the first place is because he was in this orphanage in Spain, and he's like, hey, like I need some time alone in the office so that I can call my parents. And they were like, sure, okay. And then during the time alone, he is how he like found all the information he needed to pull off this stunt. But like. That seemed very weird to me to leave a who you think is a fourteen year old kid alone in an office for hours like that. And I wonder if that was true. Yeah, because e- the way that I took it, it was even like overnight, like off yeah, hours exactly. or something. I was like, that's right because the time difference. He needed to call America. Yeah, right, right. Um, and like, 
he's the only source, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I was shocked at, so what, what was he when this all went down? Like, he's, he was 23? I think it was 23, yeah. He had assumed a lot of identities by the age of 23. I mean, I was yeah. not, I well, was not shocked at all, but I was like, that's a lot, man. I was, I don't know, I was shocked. But also, like, I think, um, I it makes you wonder how many times he was, do- he, I, like, he was doing this all the time, but, like, he was never going this far. Like, I think this is the farthest this con has ever taken him. Yeah. Because most people, if they see someone who isn't their son, or see someone who isn't who they claim to be, will say something. Yeah. Well, and they had... They had some some footage of him from when he did kind of reunite with everybody and um, from when he was, uh, like, doing an interview or something. And he was he was bundled up like a... Yeah. He was bundled up like a celebrity. He kind of looked like one of Michael Jackson's kids when they went in public. <laughs> like, just yes. completely yes. covered. Which is fine, but I'm like, why? analogy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, why, the well, why is the because... Why is, yeah. But um, he didn't want anyone to see his face, obviously. But everyone else should have been like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, like, he looked so weird when he was like, I got gloves and I got a scarf. And I'm like, you're going to Texas, bro. Like, you don't, you aren't going to need a scarf and gloves. But, but that's okay. Um, I would have, I would have loved to know more of his story, though. Like, to me, that would have been a more interesting uh story for me just like what and i'm sure he has a tragic background as well i can't imagine it was it seems like, like it i can't imagine he does this for fun like i'm sure there's something that happened to him so like i would have liked to have known that story and then there's yeah. also this huge conspiracy gray area with what actually happened to nicholas Exactly. Which, that could be its own... Well, I guess there's not enough evidence for him, but it's definitely, like, a who-took-Johnny type of... Oh, Jason's got thoughts. Well, so, here's... I feel conflicted about the whole thing. So, obviously, at some point, the documentary kind of turns on the family, and it's like, yo, you probably killed your son, and that's why you didn't call out, um, whatever his name is, um... Frederick when he showed up and he was pretending to be your son because you were like oh good like this is this will cover up the fact that we actually murdered our son right. and on the one hand like I am totally on board with that theory I think that's a great theory I think it's a fun theory but there's like absolutely no evidence presented in the documentary in fact they search for evidence and don't find it so it's kind of mean and like definitely defamatory to accuse the family of murdering their son without really having any evidence at all yeah but i will say that was one of the only really interesting parts for me was and i think was the brother's name jason the older half brother Mm -hmm. um yes ma'am that jason knew when he met frederick like he didn't try to look for reason he did not think that was him and he said, good luck. That was yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, you fucking know something. Because if that was really, if he really knew what the situation was, why wouldn't he call bullshit on that right then and there? Like, why would mm-hmm. he, why would he, like, allow this con man to, like, live with his mom or whatever? If he knew. 
it's interesting too though because like okay i mean like i can understand maybe if you don't have a lot of time like if the police show up at your doorstep they're like here's your son like do you want to go like do we're gonna you know he, like holding him you know here's your son you're like oh eureka and you just like take him right down there but the idea that it's a better choice to lie and say this person is your son when he isn't than it is just to continue not knowing where he is i put air quotes on that do you know what i'm saying like it's an easier lie for them to continue just not knowing where their son is than it is to bring in a total stranger into their home oh i understand what you're saying yes yeah because because the lack of evidence seems to suffice for them not knowing what happened they've already they've they've already essentially gotten away with it if they did murder their son yeah yeah so why complicate things yeah see it's funny i just to, to me like nicholas's story of like what maybe happened would have been interesting and then knowing frederick's backstory i think would have been interesting because like i think that's true if if there was a if we did uh mommy dead and dearest and gypsy were only to talk about the moment of killing her mom and the aftermath that would not be nearly as compelling as knowing like why she did it and what her background was so that was that was kind of my my under underwhelmingness with this i didn't think it was like the worst thing but yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't feel like i mean the only time i got excited was when frederick was like it's because they killed him and i was like Mm -hmm. i would like to i would like to call out an unsung hero of this documentary do it which is the uh the boiled private detective um he deserves his own like A and E special. He is so wonderful. I cannot agree with you more. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Nope. Um, but yeah, cause he and he was the only one that kind of looked into Nicholas and bless you. And uh, thank you. Yeah, that la- that last shot actually of him with that guy like digging, seeing if they could find a body. I was like, oh, you're going for it. Like this guy was convinced as shit. That some, that something shady went down, uh, and he was after the truth. God damn it! Well, and he he even has a line I don't remember exactly what it is, but where he's basically like, "Finally, a real case." And yeah. you can just imagine, you know, he spent his whole career like helping widows find like, you know, uh, their lost car keys or whatever it is, and now like here's an opportunity. It's a real hot one, and yeah. it's still nothing. It's <laughs> yeah, and it's closed. Yeah, I don't even think there's a case open. I think at the end they said that the case was closed because there's, like, a lack of evidence or something, um, which is sad. I mean, at the end of the day, this family has uh, zero closure, and they went through this period of time where they thought everything was okay again, and then actually They it's... have zero closure unless they murdered him, in which case they have excellent closure. <laughs> You're so freaking right and i guess we'll never know um what did you think of the mom and the lie detector test was the mom the one who flunked it well i think she passed it twice and then they flunked twice, her the third she... time so i listened to about 15 minutes of an hour long this american life podcast about lie detectors um uh, and from that 15 minutes, I know that lie detectors are kind of bullshit. Yeah. 
um, kind of a lot of bullshit. Yeah. So I don't really care about it. Um, I'm super with you. I, um, like when I go to the doctor, I'm always already nervous. So my blood pressure is already high. So, right. so like my blood pressure is always way higher than it really is. They're like, Oh my God. I'm like, no, I promise I'm fine. But like, I'm nervous. Like I don't like being here. And so like, I feel like if I was like strapped into a lie detector, like I'd be nervous. Like, and I know most of it is a, a huge blood, part of it. It's a blood pressure test essentially. And I'm like, it's Oh, I had blood flunk- pressure and sweat. Yeah. I'd flunk the fuck out of it, even if well, I didn't do Well, it's also, like, it's also very easy to beat. Um, yeah. If you're crazy and, and well you can... well-documented. Yeah, if you can calm yourself down and convince It's the yourself. other way around. Really? What you do... Yeah, if you... So, uh, excuse my language for a second. If you squeeze your anal sphincter muscle, you can get uh, the same, like, reactions that would happen if you're stressed out. So, on the base questions... Like the, you know, what's, what's your name? Like, is your name Emily Toby? You intentionally stress yourself out. So it goes, you know, it goes up. And so then, uh, when you're actually stressed for, cause you're lying. Cause they're like, Hey, did you kill Nicholas? And you're like, no, it looks like the same as your, it looks like your base. This has been so informative. And I bet, I bet all like seven people that listen to this probably all clenched a little bit <laughs> probably and i'm gonna call you it out did it. i'm gonna call it out and say to all of you listening to this right now i know what you did uh <laughs> don't do it too much because you might have to like you might trigger having to poop or something <laughs> oh fun um where did we so get there was- from that was oh, the, the lie mom. detector. The mom did the lie Right. I was like, how did we get to that? I also liked the mom one of the best. The mom? Yeah. I liked her. She looked like a nice, like, it looked like she, like, kind of would sit down and, like, smoke while you ate your, like, crusty uh, chicken salad sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was so weird. Like, the... I mean, I guess the whole thing was really about Frederick. I think I think I'm thinking it should have been more about backstories, and there was not a lot of backstory from anybody. Um, we I didn't, think you're right. Which is kind of weird. Like I didn't get to. I was super invested in Nicholas and the family, obviously, but it was just weird. Like we didn't get any uh, details on his upbringing, on his relationship with people. When they brought in the brother, Jason, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like where, right. where the fuck did he come from? Well, and that's a thing too, where it's like, fine. So they killed the, the son, but like, give me some motive to believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, wasn't the thing that, that the brother was like a drug addict or. Yeah. But drug addicts don't just like suddenly kill people usually. Unless like, (laughs) And, and if that's the case, like, if that's the argument you're making, like, make the argument. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do want to, like, super spoiler, because it's the absolute last thing you learn. Um, by far, the most, like, hair-raising moment for me is that Frederick now has a family and, like, three children. Yeah. And I know that, like, reformed felons, like, should live their lives or whatever, but, like... I feel like some people should not have families. I mean, I don't know because 
He is a master manipulator. He also very clearly is a child of some sort of abuse. Exactly. Like, dude's been through some shit. But there was the, the moment where I liked him for a moment, and and this quality in him could be why, but, like, he knew at a certain point that he had really fucked up with this particular identity because he he recognized he was fucking with his family. Like, he acknowledged that, like, this is not right. I, th- they're going to go through this whole thing that's not true. And I was like, okay, I'm so glad you know that. Like, even just acknowledging mm-hmm. that you understand He's that a- to me is like, okay, you do understand the human side to what you're doing. He's a liar, but he's not a sociopath, which we kind of don't see a lot of those in pop culture. I think you're right, because I don't know that... I don't know, when he was talking, he was super uh, aware of what he did and what happened. And the consequences, eventually. Even his motivation for, like, assuming the, uh, you know, pretending to be an orphan, he was like, orphanages are, like, the one place you can go where, like, everyone loves you and, like, everyone's there to love you. Yeah. Like, that's not the kind of thing a sociopath does. Yeah. I also thought he was really interesting in the beginning when he was talking about initially being um, uh, found, let's say, and he was like, I made sure to act like I didn't want to be touched because that made it seem like I had been abused, and I wanted them to think that. And I, and I did this so that that would draw them in more, and then they wouldn't, like, I don't know. He was just, um, he knew, like, every move to make. To elicit a certain response in whoever the professional was dealing with him. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. I think think that you raised a lot of important flaws. Well, duh. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes, Sometimes the points you make are just total garbage on this podcast. No, I think they're all, like, pretty legitimate. I only say good things and true things. Uh, and true things. I, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't... It, it wasn't, like, the worst thing, but it didn't uh, do a whole lot for me. But mm-hmm. but I'm glad I watched it, because it has been popping up for a long time. Um, oh, the Angelina Jolie movie that I was thinking of, I think is called Changeling. Wow, that doesn't sound like imposter. No, but I think it's based on a similar idea where someone goes missing and then pops up around halfway around the world. But maybe that's not based on this. I don't think it is, but I think that's what I was thinking about when we were talking about it. Could be. I know. Could be. I know. Boom, that was a podcast, motherfuckers. Yeah, it was. Um, if you want to listen to more of these, bro, we got tons of them. Almost 40 more options. For you to choose from, we watch documentaries every week and then record about it. I mean, there are you have so many podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, and we'll warn you about when we're going to record another episode. Spoiler alert: it's every Thursday as we come out with a new one. Oh, uh, oh. You can follow us on Twitter, and you'll get the same info, but like milliseconds later. You could follow us on Tumblr. You could email us postdocpodcast at gmail Bro, you could find us in so many 
places. It's unreal. You could follow me at JC Casman. You could follow Emily at EM Toby. Our 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 theme song is made by at John O'Grady, who is killing it in the New York stand-up game. Yeah, John. Um, wow. Uh, did I give you enough time to find a documentary for next week? No, I have three. I was prepared this week. I, I queued up a few options. Um, Yo, let's watch all three. Let's do a triple next week. Oh, I don't I'm down. To. I'm ready. Well, maybe we can do one of them when we're chilling IRL. Uh, mm. All right, Jason. Wrestling? Lady wrestling? Burlesque? Or drugs slash mountain climbing? Wow, so that was three different options. Yeah, so so again, it was uh, ladies wrestling, um, yes. bur- burlesque, or yes, or drugs slash climbing a mountain. <sighs> My goodness. Okay, well, I I think wrestling we can't we can't do without Michael Hatchett. Okay, so we'll wait for that. That would be a fun one for Michael Hatchett. So of the other two, then our burlesque and rug mountain climbing all right so let me read you that one so this is called a new high let's just do this one mm-hmm. um great this is called a new that's high. A, that's next week we're watching a new high great <laughs> uh and this film follows residents of a seattle drug treatment facility who join a year-long rehabilitation program that trains them to scale mount rainier yeah fun how fun interesting that sounds like fun maybe not about i wonder how many I wonder how many of them killed their younger brother. Well, that's I, what drug users do. Apparently so, and I hope we get to find out. That's fun. What's it called? <laughs> uh, a new high. What's get it? Because yeah, high, high drugs, and then like you're high on a mountain. You get it? Mm. It's like it's like oh, you used to be high on drugs, but now you're gonna be like physically high up a mountain. So it's like a new high. <laughs> Sure, sure. It's still better. I understand. It's, it's a better title than Pet Fooled, <laughs> which is the uh, worst pun I've ever heard. Uh, it's not a good pun. Super fun. But anyways, uh, so that's what we're checking out. That's great. Uh, uh, we're going to go out on a, a quote from the late, great Chris Rock. Um, he said, uh, how does this... How, what? He said, men lie the most. This is not a long quote. He just said, men lie the most. Men lie all the time. And I love post-doc podcast. Yeah. That's what he said.